0: Real conversations, real women, real stories. Here, you can listen to a collection of stories from women just like you, sharing moments that changed their life. We believe that all stories should be celebrated, whether they are the happiest moments of your life, moments that left you feeling lost, or moments where you healed yourself again and again. We are here for all of it. Heal, grow, and connect with us. Welcome to the This Is We podcast. I am so excited to have our next guest here with us. Jordan and I actually connected online, on Instagram. And yeah, I'm very, very excited that she's here with us. So Jordan is the owner of JC Wellness. She is a holistic health coach who specializes in energy revitalization. Jordan works with women to heal their burnout, build simple healthy habits, and get their energy back. As a personal trainer turned entrepreneur, turned health coach, she is passionate about Making health easy. She is known for her simple and effective daily habits and her balanced approach to health. Jordan has 13 years' experience working with women in the field and believes living a balanced life is the key to living a healthy one. When she is not working, she is likely teaching at her local yoga studio, walking her black lab on the beach, or training for her next triathlon. Jordan, welcome. I am so excited that you are here. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. So let's go back in time a little bit and take us back to March of 2020, the beginning of COVID and what it was like being self-employed in the fitness industry.
1: Yeah, it's been such a wildly unbelievable three years that in a way it feels like this was 10 years ago. So March 2020 came and I remember I was starting to hear about what was happening in the world. And I had no idea the impact that it was going to have on me or my business. So I was a personal trainer. I co-owned a fitness studio in Toronto, where I trained one-on-one with women and small groups of small group training. So I started to hear what was happening. And then I started to notice that a couple of studios, a couple of yoga studios, a couple of other fitness studios had said that they were closing. And I was like, oh, wow, like, is this is this what I need to do now? Like, is this where is this what's happening? Am am I going to close my doors as well for what we thought was going to just be two weeks So I remember it was a Sunday night and I had a class on Sunday night that I taught called Move and Meditate, a small group. And I just saw enough people in the industry that I just followed suit. So I kind of like took their example and I I decided to close and I had no idea what it meant. It was so bizarre to me to be canceling a class and telling people not to come in. And then that Monday was when... I put out a notice saying we're closed for two weeks. And it just seemed so unbelievable that we all had to stay home. We were all closed. And this was my entire income, like mm-hmm. my full, you know, my full income, like I didn't have another job. This was this was my entire my entire job. And I was self employed. And I was confused and scared and terrified. And I really looked to other people in the industry, other studios to see what they were doing because the fitness industry moved really, really quickly. Mm-hmm. And they brought things online so fast. They did. And so fast. And I, I don't know even really like how it started or really what got the momentum rolling on like, we can do this online. And I think for a lot of personal trainers, anyone in the fitness and wellness space, like we are doing our job. We own studios to help people, right? And I think that also what was happening was it was like, people really need this right now. Like we're, it felt like we were losing so much and so much was being taken away and we were being told to stay home. And I think that a lot of people in the industry realized that for our physical and mental health, like this was one of the most important things that we could keep in our lives. And so, so many people brought it online and, and I brought it online. I canceled that class on Sunday. I can't close the studio, canceled my whole class on Monday. I figured things out on Tuesday. And on Tuesday night, I had a small group training workout and I said, we're doing it online. And I remember they were like, what? Like, what does that (laughs) even mean? And I was like, I went to my studio. I like loaded my car with equipment. Most people were local to my neighborhood. And I would like drop stuff off on their porch and was like, you have equipment on your porch for tonight's workout. Here's the link. I almost didn't give them a choice. (laughs) I was like, here's the link. I was like, everyone else is coming. You have equipment on your porch. Like, we're going to do this online for two weeks so that we can stay connected you can continue taking care of yourself. Mm -hmm. We don't feel so isolated. And also to be honest, so that I could continue to get paid a little bit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And then it just kept going. It just didn't end. And so I set the way I set things up online didn't work very well because I thought it was going to be a temporary fix. So then once I realized that things were extending and we were still at home and this was becoming more of a long-term thing I had to like figure out again how to like structure my business while we were online I actually had I retained a lot most of my clients and I actually had new people joining in wow yeah that's my online stuff yeah yeah so it was just like a whirlwind, and I honestly don't even like fully remember making decisions logically in the beginning point. It was mm. just like, I want to keep doing my job, I want to keep providing this service to people if it's helpful for them at this time, both physically and mentally, and how can I continue to make an income because, like my bills aren't going away
0: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, a hundred percent and i and I know that we talked offline and we talked about the transition. So tell us about that transition of having your studio and then moving in a different direction.
1: Yeah. So what happened was I, I had my studio, and moved it all online it, with the intention to go back to the studio, hundred mm-hmm. percent with the intention to go back to the studio. But what started to happen was I secretly on the inside realized I didn't want to go back. And I realized if I was really honest that I had been having these feeling, I'd been having this feeling and this thought that kind of what was next. I had had the studio for, I think, six years at this point, and I was feeling kind of maxed out in my own growth and almost a little bit stuck and claustrophobic within this business and life that I had built for myself that Mm -hmm. I once loved. But I, I felt like I was almost like taking it where I could take it and that I didn't know where to go next. And so I secretly started having these feelings that I didn't want to go back. And it was starting like it was like we would hear inklings of like, oh, fitness studios might be able to reopen. And I remember I starting to think like I was so anxious about it, like I didn't want to go back. And then I started thinking like, Is it the, is it the COVID part that's making me anxious? Is it all the protocols I have to go through? Is it the transitioning back? And then I, when I really just started to sit with it and let myself feel it, I really started to realize like, I didn't want to go back to that life. And that this transition that was really hard and really scary was actually like a little bit of a blessing in disguise. And there was some silver lining to like jolting me out of something and having Mm -hmm. me able to start to experience something a little bit different.
0: Yeah, it's funny. I want to put in perspective the, not the restraint, but how much goes into having a studio. So similar to you, I had a spin studio. I opened it previously to COVID, similar to you, but had to experience Transitioning, kind of, in that really bizarre time, and that at the time was my main source of income was this studio, and then having everything switched was really, really hard. But what I think people don't understand, especially in the fitness industry, is that your workday is ultimately split up into two time zones. Yes, you work in the morning, yep. for a block of time, maybe four hours, five yep. if you're lucky, and then you're doing it again at night. Yeah, and then you have this window, so it's really like almost having two part-time jobs. Yeah. And working them
1: in the same day. And you're doing it on Saturday.
0: And you're doing it on Saturday. <laughs> if you're yeah. lucky, you might get Sunday off. <laughs> like, yeah. Type of thing. Yeah. And I, and I can kind of get that internal struggle that you were facing because I felt the same way where when it went online, I felt that there was a lot more flexibility. There was less commuting, number yeah. one, right? So the commute was five minutes to wherever or five minutes to set up. Yep. Yeah. And often the schedule wasn't as demanding because availability and just different things. And because things were online, you could fit more people into a class. And so you could only, you know, you maybe only had to have two classes in the morning and maybe one in the evening. So when things, I can understand that anxiety of when things started to open up going like, is that where I want to go back to? I know for myself, if the scheduling was a huge component um, do I want to go back to being completely maxed, like you had said, Yeah, in my time? And so I can really relate to that internal struggle of being
1: like, I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready yet. And it sounds so small, but I think any, anyone in the fitness industry can a 100% relate that I was eating dinner on a plate at my own house. And I was like, I'm not eating out of Tupperware. It's not cold. I'm not sitting on the floor of my studio. Like I was eating dinner on a plate in my house. And I was like, this is what I, this is better aligned with where I am now in my life and where I want my life to go. Mm -hmm. So how can I, how can I figure this out now? So I just, I was, it was admitting it to myself first, because when you have a goal and you have a dream and then that happens, it's so exciting Mm -hmm. and then when you change that and it and you decide you don't want that anymore that you're ready to move on for me at least it was so 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 hard to take myself away from that because I had built such an identity around the person who Mm -hmm. was the owner of the studio and the personal trainer and that's when I really had an internal struggle with like who I was and, and and where I was getting validation from in my life. Mm-hmm. I want to touch on the
0: identity point because I actually wrote that down, where it does become somewhat of an identity change. And you talked about validation. And often when we're going through this identity change, I, I feel like I'm a chameleon sometimes. I'm always changing. Often we grasp for external validation. Yeah. So I want to talk about when did you notice that you were more focused on external validation, maybe in this, you know, new identity, rather than turning inward and, you know,
1: coming from a place of alignment? So it was it was during the transition. It was when I started to look at not wanting to go back to my old business the way it was, not wanting to go back to that lifestyle. And I was really, really struggling. Like I, I think I admitted it to myself and then I admitted it to like one and two other people. And I was having such a hard time with it. I was like, I was so emotional. I was like getting physical symptoms from wow. thinking about making this change and having to tell everybody and what they would think and feeling like I was letting so many people down. It was then when I realized, like, why is this so hard for you? Like, why is your stomach hurting? Why are you having anxiety in your chest? Like, it's big, but like, what is going on? And that's when I realized through a lot of work, we also did have lots of time in COVID to dive into these yes. areas of ourselves <laughs> that it's because I had, I, I was living on the external validation I got from my clients from the business that I had built, from being, you know, the person in that neighborhood that everyone perceived me to be. And, you know, my my clients needed me and that was, you know, fueling the external validation that I was successful and that I was needed and that I was wanted and that I was, you know, good enough. And I realized that if I, I, I cancel, canceled that and I, I pulled away from it, that I wouldn't have, the clients and the neighborhood recognition and the the success that people were telling me I had I, I wouldn't have that validation coming in and I realized if I took that away then like who was I and and how did I feel about myself and and what was my my definition of success and being enough and being valued and being liked and I realized that that it sounds so cliche but that That had to come from within me for me to feel okay. Basically, for me to feel okay enough to step away from this other person, this identity of, you know, Jordan, the studio owner, the personal trainer, to step away from that and be like, actually, I'm just Jordan. Mm -hmm. I'm just me. And I had to feel, you know, good enough on my own without all those titles. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. You had mentioned the clients
0: needing you and I can totally relate to that because often you get messages like, you can't do this to me right now, or, you know, who am I going to see? You're my favorite or, you know, and you kind of feel like slightly torn. Like, okay, maybe I am making the wrong decision. What kept you grounded when you were kind of getting those, you know, maybe those messages or those emails from clients? or even just from peers around you because often they're not necessarily seeing everything that's going on internally to like what's actually happening internally inside of you. How did you stay grounded and and continue just moving towards, you know, more alignment in your life?
1: So I just I I I think I just reached this place where I was like I I can't go back and I I I feel things. I have a strong intuition and mm-hmm. I just felt like I couldn't go back and I I wasn't going to. And then once I made that decision and I I realized it within myself, I was like, that was it. Like the decision was made. It was just going through the painful process. But I was already starting to do the work. And so when those messages were coming at me or when I started to feel worried about people judging me or a big one was also people thinking that I failed, quotes. Mm -hmm. air quotes on that. But I just found this place within me that was like, you know, what's best for you. Like, I know what's best for me. And I just really held on to that. And I had some like, quotes and things that I was really keeping top of mind. I think it's Glennon Doyle in her book, Untamed, that says something like something, something to the the line of it's your job to not let yourself down. Like, even if that means letting everyone else down, your job is to not let yourself down, even if that means letting everybody else down. And so I really, really remembered that. And I really held on to that. And I just really was like, it's my life. It's no one else's life. No one else is in me. No one else knows me. And then I got a little like fiery with it. And I was like, I'm allowed to plot twist my life at any time. Like I just started to like stand up for myself more and get like, I'm allowed to do whatever I want.
0: It's so true. And it was really, it, like, it really sounded like you just started to take your power back. Like yeah. really just like standing in it and be like, no, this is my life. You can't, you can't dictate it." Yes, yes. Right now, like as much as I want to help you, I just, I
1: have to move forward. I cannot stay here. Other thing was to like take my ego out of it completely Mm -hmm. and be like, you know what? Like you're gonna find someone else or you're gonna find something else or like I'm not the most important person Mm -hmm. here. I'm not the only person who can give you this service or provide you with this this community. Like if I go away, like they will be okay. Mm -hmm.
0: You mentioned failure. And I want to touch on that because, you know, anybody that may be listening, may be kind of doing this kind of dance within themselves. Like I should, I, you know, I really want to end this project or whatever it may be and move on to the next, but I might feel like a failure for doing it. And And I've been there, like I had a booming social media business and I decided, no, I'm not doing this anymore. And it was really, really hard to be like, I don't want to do this right now. I don't want to do this anymore because there were so many people saying, Well, you were so good at that. You were so good at this. Like, I can't believe you had stopped it. And parts of me kind of felt like it was failure. And then other parts didn't. So I want to touch on that and how, when that feeling of failure, air quotes, started to kind of brew, what was your constant? Like, what kind of brought you back to be like, This isn't a failure. This is just a redirection.
1: Yeah, I think that think it was just like my strong intuition that there was other things in life for me. Like this is not the peak here. Like this is, you know what I mean? This is, this was one peak and it's not all going downhill from here. Like, it's not like, it's not like I'm throwing it all away and everything is going to be, you know, awful from here on out. It was like, I knew that there were other peaks and other valleys and other things that I was, that I was going to do in my life and in my career and I I could see those things coming mm-hmm. uh, so I think that 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 helped that it was like this isn't my one chance to be successful or my one chance to do something like there's lots and lots and lots of things that I'll do and opportunities I ha- will have and this is just going to become one one chapter mm-hmm. and and closing a door you know doesn't mean that you failed and I, I think to your point When you are again, air quotes, successful, or people think that you're successful, it can be really hard to understand why you're closing that door, why Mm -hmm. you're changing directions. And it sometimes really simply can just be because you don't want to do it anymore. And that's okay. Yeah. So I think it was just really coming to terms with myself that like nothing about what I did was a failure. It was just, a chapter that was ending. And the reframe of, it might be more of a failure of my life to not close the door on something when it feels time to close the door and continue on dragging it out and grasping onto something that doesn't feel aligned with me. Mm, That's a great point. (laughs) The success almost comes in knowing when it's time to, to close the door and to start something new. And The bravery to start something new is a huge success. There's nothing, there's no failure in in that. No, not at all. And it's not an
0: easy task. Like it's not just so simple to just go and, and do that. Like you had said, it takes a lot of bravery to do that. I want to talk about trust. You've talked a lot about your intuition and I'm very connected, I guess, with my intuition and I very much listen to my body and the sensations that I feel various times in regards to my business and in regards to life. And I want to talk about kind of trusting the process in a way. So how did you trust? Because did you have a direction as to where you wanted to go after closing the studio? Or was it just like, I'm closing the studio and I'll figure it out tomorrow type of thing?
1: So I had like a, a general idea of the direction. I could I'm very very holistic. So I, I meditate, I visualize, I write things down. I could see some version of a different path that I, that I wanted. I now am a holistic health coach. So I haven't even gone far. I really haven't gone far. And I knew that I didn't want to go far. I knew that like health and wellness is my passion and it is what I'm so excited about. And so I knew I wouldn't go far. I just knew that I was changing the the direction. And it wasn't that I closed the doors and felt completely lost and had no idea what I wanted to do. I, I saw a path. It was like foggy and I wasn't sure. I might have taken some side paths around, but I just trusted that. I mean, I trusted myself to open the studio when I was 25 years old and I think that it's you know I think it's like a lot of things I I, I meditate I have a real trust in the universe from within me and I honestly don't even know where that comes from
0: it's so cool yeah I have to say meditation probably just helps so much. I'm a huge meditator.
1: So yeah, I think it does. I mean, that's like kind of one like specific thing I could tell people I think is really, really helpful and and really important if you're feeling like you're kind of lost or you're not Mm -hmm. sure or you're having these feelings, but you don't know if you should trust them because our brain can also play lots of tricks on us. Yeah. Yeah, it can feel confusing whether, you know, to to trust yourself or not. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is hard.
0: Oh my gosh. Okay, so I'm now just like thinking about meditation. (laughs) I'm totally sidetracked in my mind. How has your relationship changed between your business and, you know, and your life right now?
1: So I used to be really busy. I used to, like you said, I used to start at six a.m. every single morning. I would work those morning hours. I would go back at night for a while. I worked Saturday and Sunday morning. I. It sounds again so cliche, but like I really wore being busy as a success badge. Mm -hmm. I also, you know, had a lot of things that I was potentially running away from in my own life and in my own personal life and in my own mind, and keeping myself very, very busy under this mask of success was working, working at the time for me. So I was very, very busy. I was always like adding more things onto my plate under the illusion that I loved what I was doing and that I was happy. And now I have a much slower paced life. And sometimes I catch myself, like the other day, I was like, I'm I should start a run club. That would be fun. And then I'm like, no, 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 let's, no, no, we don't need that actually. No, I'm just much more selective with what I, what I do in my business and I, the hours that I work and I work. So I still teach, I teach at my local yoga studio and that for me felt a little bit strange at the beginning because I was used to working for myself. And I felt like, is that a step back? Again, are people going to judge me? Have I failed Mm -hmm. that now I don't work? Now I don't teach in my own studio that I I teach somewhere else. And in fact, it's the exact opposite because I love it. Mm -hmm. I show up, I still get to teach. I teach four times a week, which for me is like perfect. I teach the hours I want to teach. I teach like a nine fifteen on a Monday morning. I teach a Tuesday at lunch. Yeah, right. Like it's like Dude. perfect. It's like perfect. It's perfect. So wow, it's not it, it was it's just a shift, right? And so I love it. And I, I show up and I don't have to worry about all the hard things. And I get to just enjoy teaching again and stay connected with the community and do the part that I love. And then I have my own business where I work with my my clients on the side, the other, the, uh, you know, parts of the day. So it's like finding a balance and not having it to be all one thing. Like you don't have to be all in one thing. Like I can have my business. I can work my cl- work with my clients and I can also work at a local yoga studio where I just get to walk and, and teach my classes and enjoy it and love that. Mm-hmm. I think one of the biggest things is is that, that it doesn't have to be like all something or all in. Yes. That you can do kind of both things or mm-hmm. you could do a couple of different things and create the lifestyle that actually works for you. And, and the other big thing was like having all of this realization about myself and learning so much about myself and not needing to wear that busy, successful fake badge of honor anymore.
0: hmm Oh, I have so many things I want to say okay okay so the first thing I feel like I have to write these down now uh, sorry it's okay. a giant pause so the first thing is like how amazing does it feel to go and teach at a studio that you don't work in or that you don't own like it's so liberating it's yes. insane you're like yes. I can just walk in there's no cares I can do what I like I can just hear to teach and Spread the love and yes, and all of that stuff. And it, it feels so
1: invigorating, like again. such a different vibe. Yes, yeah. so energizing. Yeah, it, instead of draining, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: My next question was, I loved how you had mentioned. Sorry, that really a question. I loved how you had mentioned that it's okay to do a bunch of different things. Yeah, because I'm very much that person. And I think this is where when I became, you know, a social media, like I had a social media agency where I felt like I was so locked in. Like I couldn't do anything else. I couldn't be Porsche the yoga teacher. I couldn't be Porsche the spin instructor or the Reiki practitioner or the person that loves baking. I only could be the person that loved social media. And it was so restraining. Yeah. And I just felt like, and it's taking me a long time, which is so funny because I never felt that way before then. Because <laughs> I did all the things. Yeah. I did yoga. I did my skin studio in my home. I taught yoga. I did Reiki. Like it kind of was just like whatever. I just did the things and thoroughly enjoyed all of it. Yeah. And then when I got so backed into a corner, it was so hard to kind of get out of, of that corner and to almost switch the mindset again, where it's like, Portia, you were doing all those things like three years ago. Why in this three years did it just change all of a sudden? Where now you can't do all of the things and 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 be happy and successful. Air quotes again in your own way. Yeah. And so I love how you brought that up because I think it really gives those that are listening permission to not feel that they have to just be solely doing one thing as their yeah. career or their or their job or their business. That they can have multiple, you know, different avenues that bring them love and passion and excitement and purpose.
1: Yeah, as well. like we're multi-dimensional people. Yeah, we can yeah. do different things and we can be really good at just because you are really good at 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 one thing, it doesn't take away from that if you're doing something else. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. If anything it adds to it. it does. I love it. I love doing lots
0: of things. I want to talk about hustle and maybe hustle culture a little bit and how you are very much in the you know, being busy in my business was success, air quotes. Yeah. And what, how was it transitioning from this hustle culture, this hustle mindset
1: into a slower mindset? It was, well, COVID really like it facilitated that for me because we, we, we had to slow down. Like we couldn't go places. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, once like, we had to slow down, we couldn't go places was when I started to realize that I like not going as many places. I liked slowing down. I actually enjoyed that. My nervous system actually felt a lot better. Even just, I remember like the first Christmas, used to be so busy. And then all of a sudden, I mean, it was obviously very extreme. So there's balance here. and, And we want to see our friends and family and social connection is very important, but not having like 50 things to attend, like five every weekend, I just felt like, oh, I like this part of this life. And I like slowing down and I like having, you know, an hour to myself in the morning before I have to start my day mm-hmm. and I started to like really realize that like my soul really liked that and really liked the this the quieter lifestyle and and some of it was hard because I realized that like I was forced to like face things in my life and and look at things and think about you know why I was living the way I was living and what a change would look like for me but it was really covid that facilitated the slowing down and then me realizing that it it felt better it felt more aligned it i love the city i live in the east end of mm-hmm. toronto so it's i live in the beaches which is a very it's like it's like a little bubble over here mm-hmm. so we're in the city but we're also removed and so i you know i like to go on a quiet walk in the morning mm-hmm yeah. and I realized that that it feels good. It feels better for me. I'm more calm. I'm not as anxious. My body feels better. That's amazing, yeah. to me, like Covid was the opposite. I went into hustle culture
0: because and- yeah. I was in the social media, right? So then everybody yeah. needed it at that time. Yeah. So you're kind of forced in a way. But do you ever find yourself like getting itchy? like you feel like, oh, maybe I should be doing more. I'm seeing other people doing more maybe slowing down was only for a short period of time and that I should just go back to hustling a little bit more.
1: Yes, like hence thinking I should start a run club. <laughs> yes, I think there's a balance and I'm, I almost feel like I'm kind of navigating out of the balance right now. So I took a huge break from my own social media. I deleted Instagram from my phone because I, like, I really burned out after all of this happened with me and the transition. And so I I also felt like I could see where I wanted to go and I kind of knew, but I didn't really know. And so showing up on social media, I just felt like I didn't even know what I was doing or who I was. And so it was like, I wasn't the person that I used to be because I yeah. closed that door. I didn't even really fully know who I was now. So like, I just kind of like went away from social media, went away from the Instagram world. And really it's only now that I'm like coming back to all of that. And so I'm just finding the balance between like coming my business and wanting to do more things now and being online more and finding a place that feels balanced and healthy for me. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. It's an interesting, I feel like it's always, it's like a constant learning curve. Because yeah. sometimes we put more on our plate and we're like, okay, I think I can handle this at this time. And then you put it on and then you kind of reflect after and being like, you know what? I really didn't love, you know, the person I became when I was super stressed out that two weeks when I thought it was a great idea to launch this thing. Or, you know, it was like, oh, actually it wasn't that bad. And I was actually really able to handle it. And my meditation practice actually, you know, improved over the two weeks. And, oh, I'm quite proud of myself right now type of thing.
1: Yes. I think the other thing that's a really helpful and really good is if you can ask yourself why Mm -hmm. you are, why you want to do that Mm -hmm. and really sit with that. And that if you sit with it and ask yourself why you want to do it, I think that can be a helpful decision. And if it's really aligned with you and if it's, it's going to be a good fit for where you are now. Versus just saying, yes, 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 yes. Okay, yes, yes, I can do this. Yes, I can do Mm -hmm. that. Yes, I can do this. Mm
0: -hmm. Especially if you're a new business and you're listening right now. Often like we get into, and I was very much that person, especially with all of my businesses, especially like being a yoga teacher and something where you need experience to kind of build your rapport in the community it's it's nice to kind of sit with it a little bit and be like, why am I doing this? Am I yeah. doing this because I'm trying to gain experience? Am I doing this because I want to be out in the community more? Or am I doing it because I feel guilty to say no?
1: Yeah, exactly. Right? And then there's a fine line because then sometimes you do have to push yourself to do things and yes, you, you do have to do things that do feel uncomfortable. And so it's it's there's a dance to it yeah. and there's figuring it out. And like you said, like, Making mistakes, if we want to call it that, or trying something and then realizing, oh, no, you know what? That didn't feel so good. So maybe yeah. I won't do that again. Yeah. yeah. You kind of have to experience it to know it and,
0: and, and move through it and, and trust. Yeah. I wanted to talk about success. I feel like we brought that up a lot and the definition of success is different to the individual. So I would love to know what your version of success was before when you had your studio before March, 2020
1: and what your version of success is now? I feel like the biggest difference is the visibility of it. And I feel like I used to define success on visible success. And so what people could see, and so they could see that I was busy with clients and they could see that I was like at the studio all the time and they could see the results that my clients were getting. And it was very external on like other people in a way. And it was it was what was like visible to people. Mm-hmm. And I think now it's much more in internal and I'm at a place where like, it doesn't really matter to me what other people see my life as or what they think when they see my life. What's successful to me is like, honestly am i am I feeling fulfilled? am I do I feel like because when you're a business owner or an entrepreneur, I think we all have like a purpose that we feel like we're here to carry out or a message or like something that we feel, hopefully, that you feel passionate and strongly about? And so for me, it's like if I'm Like helping people. And I feel like I have meaning to the work that I'm doing. And I feel like I'm getting my talent and my knowledge and my message out and sharing it with people, which is what I feel like I'm I'm here to do within the health and wellness space for people. And I'm, you know, connecting people when I teach my class and showing them, you know, that the yogis that getting stronger is good too. Mm -hmm. And we can use weights in a sculpt class, right? And and getting stronger and building muscle and like having that community. And so if I feel like I am living my purpose and feeling fulfilled with what I'm doing while making a living and supporting myself in the way that I need to, then then that's success. And it, it doesn't matter if that looks like success to anyone else.
0: Oh, I love that. I love that. It's, it's like totally different. Totally different. <laughs> totally diff- Three years is a long time. Three years. <laughs> It's a long time. There's been a, there's, yeah. <laughs> there's been a big, that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So my last question for you is after everything, if you were to close your eyes right now, how
1: is your life different? Like how has your life changed in all areas? It's changed so much in, in all of, in all areas. I mean, my relationships have changed. My, my whole life has changed. Like, I'm less busy. I have less like friendship relationships, maybe connections, but they're more meaningful. The ones that Mm -hmm. I do have, I don't like go to as many things as I used to because my time is really important to me. And it sounds again, for the third time cliche, but I might be busy and I might just be busy walking my dog. And uh, that's a perfectly legitimate reason to be busy and to be spending my time. So my relationships are changed. My personal relationship is completely different. The way I show up in relationships are different. The way I work with clients are different. The way I even, like, the way I even exercise, my routines are different. I take time for myself in the morning. I have a really important morning routine that I I do every morning. Whereas I used to, like, get up, press snooze, feel exhausted, wonder what I was doing with this (laughs) business (laughs) that I built. And now I'm exhausted every day. I would drink coffee. I would eat a piece of toast on my way to train, train my first client. I stopped drinking coffee because it was giving me anxiety that I didn't need. And then I just got rid of it. So I just live a very more holistic and peaceful life. And that's not that that's better. It's just what is better for, for me, for my like soul, for the alignment of, of me. It's just, Slower, quieter. I remember the first time I started meditating. I never used to meditate, never Mm -hmm. used to meditate. I was like, I don't get it. Close your eyes. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, I don't think it's working. I was that, I was that. And now it's, now it's so, now it's so opposite. Mm -hmm. It's fun.
0: Meditation is funny. It's, it's a tricky thing to get going. But once you settle in,
1: it's so transformative it's so transformative it's like you're i don't know it's like it's like your safe space right like it's like you're like you could like okay you could always go back to it like it's always going to be there for you right like 10 minutes and you know that it can really change your mood or change your state or calm you down or like whatever Mm -hmm. whatever you're needing but you do have to like give it a chance and get into it because it's it's hard it's hard it's hard and yeah. I remember I, I used to almost become obsessed with like certain people or like people who I like looked up to where I, mm-hmm. I, I was interested in their lifestyle or like how they lived. And so I would like figure out because you can see so much on social media, like yeah. what are these people doing? Like what were they doing? And they had like morning routines and they were like meditating and I was like drawn to it. So then I remember I was like, hey, well, I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it too. Yeah. If anything, you got to try meditation. Whoever's listening, (laughs)
0: you're just going to find your version of meditation. That's kind of everything that I say to people is not everybody's version of meditation is going to look like sitting on a cushion in a quiet room with your hands in your laps and in silence. You know, some people is going to be lying on their floor, laying on their bed, listening to a guided meditation to start, right?
1: Yeah. It takes a lot of courage to sit still with yourself. It does. It really does. And meditation can look like, I mean, this is part of what I, I, you know, talk to my clients about because the other thing i realized is that health is so much more than just exercise and fitness. Mm-hmm. Like that's also what I realized that I was missing from being a personal trainer was that I wanted to dive into and help these women with like all these areas of their life. Mm-hmm. And so meditation can look like, going to a park, sitting on a bench and putting a meditation in your ears. And you don't even have to close your eyes if that makes you uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You can just sit and look at the trees or the sky and just listen, like, mm-hmm. and just see what happens. Yeah,
0: yeah. I right. was teaching a workshop, Never like solely t- sidetracked, but I'll just oh. say this. I was teaching a workshop once about meditation and someone was like, I'm uncomfortable closing my eyes. I don't always feel great. And I say, try candle gazing. Light mm-hmm. a candle and just watch the candle. Yeah. And just focus on that. That is your anchor. Don't have to worry about your breath. Don't really have to worry so much about your posture, or anything like that. I just focus on the candle. What is it doing? Is there smoke? Is it waving? When you breathe yeah. and exhale, does it move? And do that for five minutes. Yeah. And see how like amazing you feel after. Exactly. That's
1: so great. I love that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So Jordan, this was such an amazing conversation. And I know our listeners are going to be so inspired just listening to your story. and the you know the transformation and and everything that you experienced over the last three years it's it's amazing it's so amazing because you went from you know one area you know this crazy hustle you know culture in a sense into this like slow and balanced and intentional and purposeful way of living and growing your business which is so beautiful to see so thank you again for joining us Oh,
1: thank you so much for having me. It's such a great conversation.